Today I want to tell you about something. Perhaps I've never touched that point before. Or I have not talked about it. That is other. <coughs> it is about the principle of Brahman. What is principle of Brahma? How does it exist? How is it born? How does it manifest? And how it is detached and also attached? The principle of Brahma is different from Brahma itself in description. Like the principles that I follow is different from what I am. It's a very subtle subject and requires real meditative attention. So all criticism of your mind, please put them off as you put off your shoes. Have you put off your shoes all Please. And just listen with little, little subtler attention, please. Can you come forward? You all can come forward so that those who will be coming later can come later. Come now forward. I think better thing is to come forward. Because we have no mic here. <coughs> it's better to come forward, yeah. principles on which you are based are different from what you are. In the same way, <coughs> the principle of Brahma is different from the Brahma itself, but is the Brahma and contained in the Brahma. But the Brahma itself is sustained by the principle. In dimension, you may say that Brahma is wider, larger, and you can call it even deeper. But the subtler is the principle. This principle exists with Brahma at the beginning of the universe of at the very beginning it exists, but as it is an eternal play of creation, destruction, sustenance in between, as in Sanskrit they call it sthiti, state of performance you can call it. In all these three stages, Brahma principle changes forms. 
according to the container that it has. Like here, the light looks like, the shape looks like, of the shape of the globe that is covering it. Looking like is the Maya, is the illusion. Something that looks like something which it is not, This phenomena is the mind, is the illusion. So the principle acts, pulsates the Brahma, and in the Brahma exists all the powers which later on manifest the creation. So the <coughs> principle, which is the divine power, the aura of that, or the thing that it sustains, is the complete Brahma, and that Brahma has got three powers, namely one of existence, second of creation, third of sustenance. The principle is the pulsating power of the Brahma. And it is represented as Om. When we say Om, this is used also in the Christian prayer as Amen. It's the same as Om. There's no difference. When we say Om, actually, The action of this principle is in the form of O, like this, which is written on your forehead, if you can see it inside, in that way here. This principle is the, we can say, the feet. This principle is the fetus of the divine power. Then the same principle, or you can call the seed. Then it divides into three channels and enters into the creative, sustaining, and the existing power of the Brahma Tattva and manifests. We haven't got anything to write, so I could have shown you. But it permeates, just like the rivers. 
grow and permeate in the soil and nourish it. In the same way, this principle of Brahma flows, permeates, pulsates and nourishes the surrounding area of Brahma. So when the attention, which you call as Mahatchitta, or the attention of God, you can call it, is on this principle then Brahma doesn't flow. Are you following it? When the attention moves from the principle, it doesn't leave. When the river flows, it doesn't leave its source. When it permeates into the Brahma, it starts creating. This principle is detached as the light or the electricity inside this globe is detached. But it permeates. It may permeate through it, it may permeate into this room, but still it is detached. I wouldn't say there could be any proper simile for Brahma because that's an absolute stuff and an absolute cannot be compared. As they call it Atula, it cannot be compared with anything. So now people think then what is God? Question comes in. Where is God? What is He? What has He got to do with Brahma and the principle that is God is the principle. He is the attention. He is the joy. And He is the principle. And the Brahma that surrounds it is His power permeated, enlightened by His The same Brahma has got the capacity to get itself transformed into the creative, sustaining and the, we call it existing or destructive powers. We can see a small little seed, how it manifests the tree. We never think from where do the shoots come out? From where does the root come out? What creates the flowers? What gives it the fragrance? For the seeds do not have any fragrance. 
but there is definitely a mechanism which is very microscopic inside the seed placed there and seed is the form where there is no movement, no manifestation, no creation. In the same way, Brahma can be in a seed form. So, the sustaining power within us or the creative power within us or what you call the destructive power or the left side power which we call as the astitva is the existing power. All these are manifested by principle of Brahma but by themselves they are not. So Satchit Ananda, the truth, the joy, and the attention. The nature of Brahma, which is this, is God. Why, what is Shakti then? The question comes. The Shakti is the complete Brahma plus the power of God. Like the cotyledons in the seed, the primule in the seed, the cotyledons support it. Through the cotyledons, the primule takes all the powers and creates beautiful flowers and all the beautiful fruits. The roots also are created. The food is given by cotyledons. It sustains. Out of this, the principle that does it, the generating power, the germinating power that is in it, is the power that we call as the Shakti. But in a seed, which is a material thing, it has no awareness to do it. It's a very subtle point, try to understand. The seed itself cannot germinate itself. It has certain other power within it, which is placed by God that germinates. It cannot do by itself. That power is the God in the seed and also in the ground. The germinating power is the shaft. That power which makes it do it, but the seed is not aware of it, when you reach to the human stage, you have to know that power and you have to be aware of that power and that is self-realization. The power that has created you, the power that has given you all these three powers, Ida Nadi, Pingla Nadi, all Kundalini, The one which is the desire of all that.
we can take a simile just to understand it. The owner of the house, I, I hope it will work out, but sometimes, you know, how human minds are confused. Supposing the owner of the house walks into the house with his money and creates everything that he wants to do about his house. Now the master goes out, he's not there. But you see, you see a house created, you see the power of all the workmen who have done the job, and somebody who has established everything. But you don't know whose desire it has put. In the same way, you have seen your body being created, you even see the mind that is you have got. You can see your emotions that are there, of course. You can also see you are a human being. You can also see you are much far away from the animals. And if you have some wisdom, you understand also you are much, you are much wiser than anything that is created so far. And also if you have some foresight, but the power of desiring, desiring power, or we can say the projecting power, or the one who is the owner of all that, the owning power. I mean, I don't know how you understand a master of the whole thing. He is the Lord. And then his power of desire, Mahakali's power, is his desire. Then manifests everything else. His desire to manifest is Mahakali's power that we see here on the left hand side manifested in the human being as Iranai. Creates all the rest of the universe and everything later on. But first is only the desire. But the one who desires is the one. In us, who is placed in our heart, away from all this, here. And he just desires. We do not know him, but he knows us. We know one thing definitely, that he knows us. There is someone who is definitely watching us, as in the Gita they say Kshetrake, the one who is the knower of the feet. The knower of the feet is there. Once you also become the knower of your feet, you are self-realized. This is self-realization. When people talk about self-realization, cheaply, I'm really shocked the way people are taking to their hands, such a revered subject. 
and just try to hold it for making money. Just think of it. From that level, this level, you speak truth. I mean, this only human beings can do, I can tell you. Nobody can do like this but human beings. Even if they are rakshasas, they know that this is divine power and you cannot misuse it by any chance. So this principle works. Say in a, in the matter it works as the electromagnetic force, you can say, but not as the electromagnetic force. It works which brings about the electromagnetic force inside that. Can you follow the point? You? Say here is electricity, but the one who sends the electricity is the and he is aware of it till you reach the stage of self-realization. You are not aware of it. You cannot control it. You cannot work it out. It works by itself. And that's why the doctors call it as autonomous nervous system and the psychologists as unconscious. After realization only, the whole thing becomes your own, in the sense you change sides. So far you have been looking things from there. Now you sit with me and see the whole thing. But this principle of Brahma lives in its mood. It can be in such a mood that it has no duty at all. It has no duty. It just exists. It has no duty. It is not the duty of a owner of a house to do something about it. It is his whim. If he wants to do, he'll do it, otherwise he'll live like army. He has no duty. I hope you understand the meaning of the owner, because if the human laws are funny, Whatever you may be the owner, still you can't do many things. But if you can think of an absolute owner of this place, absolute owner. Yes, very true, you're smiling, but in Oxford we, we had a freehold house. We couldn't cut the tree, we couldn't plant the tree, we couldn't do this to the hedge, we couldn't do that. But he is an absolute owner, absolute owner. Understand the absolute word, where no law but his own laws work. His laws operate. Nobody's laws can reach him. Then you may say, the question comes in, then how is it, Mother, it is said that we are free, freedom has been given to us. Only the freedom is so far as to choose him. For your betterment, you are not going to better him. You are not going to better Sahaja Yoga by coming to Sahaja Yoga. You are sadly mistaken. No. Sahaja Yoga has no duties to you. 
יש צווים. It has no problems. It is standing on its, its own master. It's not bothered whether you come here or go away. It is nishprayojana. It is without any It is causeless. It's not bothered. So it has to take a form in which it has to bother. Then it creates, like a, a master of, of a house, need not bother about anything. He is the master. Who is going to criticize him? Who is going to argue with him? Who is going to challenge him? Who is going to put a quota against him? He is the master of everything, absolute master. God means he is not only almighty, but he is the master of all that he has created. He is the master. If he wants, he will do it, otherwise he will not do it. It is his whim that he is done. So he is not bothered. But then he takes a form of a person who wants to do something. He wants to bother, just as a whim. He bothers himself and he starts creating. And he creates. And he creates this universe. And he creates you. He creates because he wants to see it with many eyes what he has done. So he creates his own children, grows them up, gives them eyes so that they can enjoy what he has done. He gives them their power. This essence of Brahma is the Ganga Tattva, as in the Sanskrit is called as the Ganga principle. From here we have to understand that is the first principle and that is the principle of innocence. That is the principle of holiness. That is the principle of chastity belongs. That is the principle by which we preserve ourselves, by which we respect ourselves. That principle has been incarnated on this earth, as I have told you. He is created as Ganesha, but he is incarnated as Jesus Christ. He is a Brahmana. He is detached, and that's why he could be resurrected. No other incarnation could be resurrected. He was not born. It was a conception, desire. And that's why he was resurrected. You all perhaps do not know. Then what is Difficult for God. I mean, for an Indian it is very easy to understand that Ganesha was created by Parvati. Yes, she created. We, we can never doubt it because he is God after all. He is an absolute personality. He can do whatever he likes. Of course, he does something that is intelligible to your 
But if he has done something which is not intelligible to you, should not be discarded as something myth mythological or something out of the blue, not to be believed, because if you say that, then are you the most absolute people to judge him? Let us know that we are not. We are not, but we have to. He wants you to be aware of Him. And in this creation, when He creates, He creates Himself into a one primordial being. He becomes that. He assumes that position of being the one primordial being. And then He selects His cells, which have to play an important role which are to be available. Now the brain cells are the ones which are aware. Have you ever thought that how these brain cells know? How? How come everything? This little boy asked me this question because he's very much there. But very few people ask this question. How there is gravity? Why this becomes red? Why that becomes green? How it has happened? Who has done it? We take things for granted, everything for granted. That's the only trouble with human beings, taking everything for granted. If we do not take granted everything and just in all humility say that, O oh Lord, we know very little about you, we'd like to know. He takes you up and makes you sit in his brain so that you become aware of the powers of his brain, of his heart, from where he loves, where he's the ocean of compassion. You become a drop in that ocean. And you also, with your waves, you jump up and down and enjoy that compassion of it. Just a drop you are, but you are the ocean. This is what explains what Kabira says. You see, these great people have described it, but it becomes absolutely ambiguous for you. The human rationality cannot explain all these things. So your rationality has to improve onto vibratory awareness. You have to go up to that level, minimum of minimum, to understand God. You cannot understand Him at this level. So don't come out here with ideas that you are going to give something to God. No. You have to take it. You cannot give anything to Him, but in your humility, you express yourself. He likes it. The master loves when a little child brings some flowers for him. When a little baby brings, say, flowers for the mother, the mother likes. Not likes, but in Sanskrit there's a word kautukam. I don't know, there's no word in English for that, I'm sure. Kautukam is the, is the happiness, the joy that one feels 
when he sees his child coming. When the person mm. sees the child returning the love, in a small way, after all children are, what are they going to do? Like this one, you see, one day he, he brought two pea for me. He says, Grandmother, you can buy a sari with it. Yes, you better keep it with you. You see, found somewhere. He said, I haven't earned it, but I've got for you. So you can keep it and buy a sari. Then the feelings that come into mind, they are supposed to come. The feeling that comes within, at that time, in a mother's heart, is the cup. The sweetness of that, the beauty of that, you cannot understand by your dry rationality. It can make you parched completely. It has no feelings, it has no sensitivity, nothing. Oh God, this ego, I tell you, this so-called ego has really parched human beings completely. All the beautiful things that have been flowing in them, all the sensitivities, Horrible books and horrible things that people have taught you have really finished all that beautiful that was doing. Such beautiful flowers were created with such beautiful fragrance to be anywhere. Have been parched completely, I feel, by this foolish ego of human being, which is so limited. It was given to you just to understand a few things. But you have covered yourself completely with that mark. And it's such a difficult thing, I find, such a difficult thing. Some examples can be given. A boy came to see me the other day with a friend who is a very great surgeon, the other day, not here today. And he is, I would say, just to please the Sahajyogi, I said, all right, I'll take him out. He found the boy had a terrible guilt with him because he had done something horrible, absolutely horrible. But I told him that you have a guilt and it's forgiven, so give it up. Try it, try it. But nothing works out with him. So egoistical, so egoistical, and such a small thing he was. I mean, if he was anywhere near the truth, I would have understood also that he thinks that he should get it or do it and all that. But nothing of the kind. He goes back and tells his Sahajyogi, Oh, I think she is just an ordinary housewife, that's all. You don't take her seriously. Then Sahajyogi says, Oh, really? What a bit? How many people have you cleared? I have seen people suffering from cancer in your body. I have seen with my own eyes Kundalini rising. I have seen people giving, getting realization. There are so many I have seen with my own eyes. I have to disbelieve all that and believe you. I never knew that you were that. And this is his answer, but I, as I told you, that you can take a position when you are bothered, and when I take a position like that, that I'm bothered about it, then I think that really you are still very, very ignorant. 
but at least seek, at least ask for it, and it should be done because the creation has to be completed, it has to be fulfilled. And you have to know the meaning of your being. You have to know why God has created you and what are you. That is a mind. People waste their time. There's no time to be wasted anymore, I can tell you. In the West, such a wastage of time, I find. Same in the East. They are doing what you have done before, like they are trying to build bridges and are trying to do now underground trains. <laughs> and those who have done it are now committing suicide. Between these two ends, where do I stand sometimes? I start looking at my face. What should I do? with these extremes that are going on. So please also put your Mr. Ego outside people's shoes so it will work. If it does not work out, that's not my concern. Not is my problem. It is your problem that it has not worked out. If an operation is not successful, then the doctor can be blamed because he takes money for it, but not mother. Not because I don't take money, but I'm not bothered about it. I'm only bothered that you should get your realization. But I'm not bothered if you have not got it. Can you understand that? <coughs> I will work morning till evening evening till morning to give you realization. But if you don't want it, I'm not bothered. Neither if it does not work out, I'm not bothered. It is a simple thing. This is the only difference between <coughs> a mother on this earth and I, the mother, who has to really give you the keys of your kingdom, the keys of your joy, the keys of your truth. I have to do that. And I don't give you by taking anything from you. This must be understood. Because egoistical people immediately are on the guard. What have you got to give me, sir? I do not take anything from you. I give you because I have what it is yours. And you can have it because that's your right, so you better have it. But if you don't want to have it, I'm not going to force it. And then I play some steps, which I must confess because I'm not born. And with the tricks, people disappear reappear and disappear, so be careful on that. This is the principle of Brahma, which is detached. The principle of Brahma is detached, that acts and takes away the interest. 
the interest goes away, the attention goes away. You are not bothered about it. This principle cannot be overcome. It is the principle itself. It cannot compromise, that's the point, it being absolute. Absolute things cannot compromise. For example, there are some people who may, may say, you see, there are some people who do say, uh, Mataji says that you have to lead a dharmic life. You see, indeed you have to. I mean, I cannot give realization to Mr. Hitler if he comes to me. There is something which cannot be compromised. You have to do something. You have to be in a position to receive it. And even if you receive it without that position, it can be worked out. It is also not the principle that goes out of the way to demand something. No, it doesn't. To a point or not, but it won't. But it is such a living principle, the beauty of living principle, I would which perhaps you know it, but you do not know it. When the principle is dead, like say this house is built, it has got a foundation, then it is built up, then a house is brought in, and then everything is done. Then once done is done. If the foundation is weak, it is weak forever. You cannot improve it. But the living principle is whatever may be your foundation, it will penetrate into your foundation, your background, into everything and can correct it completely. You just ask for it. Whatever may be your conditionings and whatever may be your guilt, whatever may be your problems, whatever sins you might have committed, whatever wrong things you might have done, living principle can penetrate into it and can reform the whole thing and transform it into good. You have seen it. In a tree, suppose the tree is thick, if you treat a complete tree can manifest beautiful. But if you vibrate it, then you see the whole beautiful stuff. Very So this is the living principle, and that's why Christ has said it. I am the living God. This is the difference between the living principle which enlivens or awakens every part of your dead chakras, every part of your dead psyche, it awakens it, it cures it, it purifies it, it absolutely neutralizes all that is filth, dirt and ugliness, all that is called as sin. It doesn't talk. But you have to just ask for it. Just ask for That's the beauty of the living principle. That's why when people get cured with Raja Yoga, don't be surprised. It's just a byproduct. It's nothing important. 
Even when the mad people become all right, nothing survives. It's just a byproduct. Because it's a living principle which penetrates into it. It breaks every bit and bit of it, cures it, makes it all right, beautiful, makes it into a flower. And that is what is promised. But then people come down for Sahaja Mother, I have a problem. What's the problem? My friend has not written any letter to me. Will you help me? Now, this is sometimes puts me down. It's all right. Even that can be solved, these problems. After all, a mother has to solve these little, little problems in her children. But ask for the highest. For me, come sarenyam, for me, come varenyam. There is nothing to be asked for but for God. Don't ask me. The rest is all dust. Is all that will finish off. It's all chalaima. It's coming, going, finishing. Ask for the eternal. Ask for that is stable. Ask for that is the highest and the purest. Don't make me come down to that. I play with you. When my child asks me something, I have to tell him, all right, have But when you mature, you must ask for the highest. Do not ask for a job and things. All right, if you have a problem, of course. But you can understand now from where to where. But today it's all right because I'm a bit too much in a nishprayan condition. <laughs> and I was telling just now to these people, I don't know what I'm going to talk, but I have talked something. And if you have any questions, please ask me. In the meanwhile, I would like some Sahaja Yogis to see these people, and then we'll go in for meditation. I have some water if you ask me. Can you see these people now? We just don't see one or two patients at all. But hey, tum log ke haath mein chanda kara kuch? Aisa rakha, aisa rakha. All of you should sit with hands like this. Chacha, I have easy, better?